You're listening to Chew on That, and here's what we're chewing on today. I think the temptation in our fast-paced, instant access, instant gratification culture is to speed through, to, to, to skim over and pick out the parts that suit us in the situations that we find ourselves in at the moment. But scripture was never meant to be skimmed. It's always been meant to be mined so that the principles that we find within it will be more than just deposited for a quick withdrawal for the situations that we find ourselves in at the moment, but instead that it will be drilled deep down within us so that these words can be accessed, so that they can be harvested in the future for situations and challenges that we'll face in the future that we don't even know about today. So for the next nine weeks, we're going to look at, we're going to linger on 83 verses that the great apostle Paul wrote to his apprentice, to his spiritual son, Timothy, starting today with a message we're calling Fan the Flame. Hey, welcome to Chew On That. My name is Pastor Keith, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church in good old Green Bay, Wisconsin. This week, we're discussing week number two from the sermon series... Second Timothy. Second Timothy. Two Timothy. <laughs> Week two from Two Timothy. Yeah. Uh, my name again is Pastor Keith. Joining me as always, Dallas and Megan. Hi guys. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How's it going? It's going good. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Actually, really good. Um, it's it's funny. Sometimes I think when we do this podcast, we have an intro. And we go like, okay, um, cool intro. Uh, but I was like, oh, I want to talk about this intro. I know, this intro is so good. I'm just sitting there. I can even hear myself in the recording. I'm just like, I was gonna, I was yep. gonna say, is that Megan going? Yep, yeah. Little Wisconsin accent. Yeah. Yep. I love it. I love I know. it. Yeah, that clip. That clip is. That clip is good. Yeah, and it it, it reminded me like of my own Bible studying. Mm. I think. I think when I started off, I was like. Yeah, just get it done. Just get it mm-hmm. done. God, look, I read your book, you know. Yeah. Uh, but like, it's got to be more than just skimming. And so it, then it got to a point that I realized that like, sometimes I can get, my mind can get really scrambled when it comes to reading the Bible, which is interesting. Hmm. That spiritual attack that happens. So I had to get to a point where I was like, God, I just pray you clear my mind as yeah, I'm reading. so good. Because I don't want to, because I can get distracted by words. I can hear a word and go like, oh, you know, think all these things that are associated with a word and, and people are like, well, that's good. Like, no, it's when I do it, it's not good. Like I can think orange and go, oh, the color orange, orange, you know, orange, orange, orange juice, or, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, Hugo de Naranja is, is you know, Spanish for orange juice. You know, yeah. and I can do all these things and I'm like, no, 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 just, just, read the book. just keep reading. And so <laughs> I've had to like stop and go like, all right, like pray, like God, I just pray for attention clearing um, because I don't want to skim through the Bible. Mm-hmm. I don't want to skim through it and just go like, but I read it. But I was my, that was my thinking for the longest time, especially as a newer believer. I was like, Hey, I read it. Okay. Yeah. I used to not do this. Now I do this. So, I mean, come on, give me a little pat on the back. Mm-hmm. Come on. You know? Yeah. So I read it. I read it like, a, um, like this isn't my only time here. So uh, what that means is I do, I do tear through it fast. There are days where I tear through a book. Mm-hmm. We, I think we had that conversation last week. You're like, yes. you, you read all of that? I'm like, mm. well, well, yeah. I, yeah. I, but that doesn't always mean I'm comprehending everything. doesn't always mean because I treat it like a, this isn't my only pass on this book. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm going to make many passes <laughs> yes. on this book. Yeah. And so if it's just one sentence that grabs me in the seven chapters I read today, mm-hmm. then that was it. That was a purpose. You guys are going to laugh. So if I'm reading like a novel, like a book that I just love, and I do love the Bible, mm-hmm. uh, and I catch myself doing this in the Bible too, but if I'm reading a book where I'm like, I'm I'm in it for the story, yeah. right? Yes. I will sk- I'll open up the pages and I'll skim the two pages, and then I go back and I read each word, right? To like really comprehend oh. what it happened. So like I read to see what happens, Yes. you know, I like skim really quick and I'm like, oh, okay, that's going to happen. Okay. She's not going to die. And then I like go back and oh, I go, wow. and then oh, I go through like really slow and actually get like the meaning of the chapter. It is actually really annoying. And I don't know why I do that, but that's just like how well, I you, read. you got to, you have to comprehend it at that point then. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. Then I like really know what's happening. And so like yeah. when I don't read recreationally, yeah. um, I've read two, I, I've said this on this podcast. I've read two books in my adult life. Um, <laughs> 
But it's because I'd, I'd read it the sec the, your second yeah, way. Yeah. That's how I read it. Okay. And you're like, well, so you only read it once then. But like, I read it so slow that there's no way I, I would tear through a novel, which is yeah. fundamentally insane that I have torn through the Bible as many times as I yeah, have because yeah. I just, I'm not that. Yeah. I do that, but I'm also, I'm, I'm not a novel. I do read books, but like when it comes to n like nonfiction, mm. it's comic books for me. Yeah. And comic <laughs> books, when you open a page and you're like, you'll see a picture that kind of reveals something. You're like, oh, what is that? Yeah. And so you focus on that. So I, I get what you're saying, but I do it because my my books come with pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm reading this crazy yeah. comic book right now mm -hmm. that uh, is, it, it, it did, it like revealed something to me that, about a character. I was like, oh, come on. Like I didn't Dang get to read up on it. And so, yeah. and so, yeah, I, uh, so it's, it's, it's interesting that you said that, but I do that too, but. Yeah. Kind of spoil but, it for but, ourselves in a way. But right? we're Wordies, wordies don't spoil it for me. Pictures do. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, we 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 made a light and point of of my birthday last week. Yes, um, I'm I'm taking forty very good, oh, uh, very that's well. Great. Yeah, but Dallas had his birthday this previous Sunday. I did, and and Dallas turned thirty nine. How how are you taking that? It, it's you know. Body's doing new things. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. I was talking about, it was like on my way to turning 39 that like if I am, if I get out of bed and like go to the bathroom, go downstairs, my feet are like, what are we doing? Like, it, like not that I like, fall asleep. It's just this weird pain on the bottom, which like a doctor's going to be like that. You got to get that checked. You, you need know? some doctor's <laughs> holes, man. That's not just 39. That's this, you know? So, so if that email comes, I'll let you know, okay. <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's, you know, I'm, I, I was telling Keith, I think, I think now I'm going to tell people I'm, I'm, I'm almost 40. Almost. <laughs> Can you imagine being back in like old Testament times and living until you're like 950? Like yes. what, what kind mm -hmm. of body aches did those guys have? Yeah, like, what I, did their feet look like? And, and you wonder too, cause like, cause I mean, I think people age eerily similar. Right. They were just mm -hmm. in their advanced stages for yeah. a longer period of time. Yeah. 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 And so then, like they looked old by 80 and then they just looked right. old forever. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. Well, because, because of, of the childbearing yeah. that, that's talked that's about true. in the Bible. Like I think that the, the adult males and women and females, they aged similar, yeah. Yeah. but they were just there for a longer time. Yeah. And so, yeah. I don't know how many how many two story houses they had though. I know that. So, yeah, that doesn't help. How many steps they had <laughs> yes. to, left to be seen? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they still got like calluses and like stuff like that. You know, so like they must have had some pretty bad like bunions. Like let's be right, real. right, <laughs> right. Like, really right. rough looking. Right. Yeah. Like, and and so I walk out in like my backyard without shoes on. Yeah. And like I'm like how. Yeah. yeah. Just, that, that was a small little wood chip. That used to be the easiest as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but like that, that's, that's how, that's how business was done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted by it. Yeah. Do you remember as a kid, the age, age 50 was old? Yes. Do you remember when it was like, oh, you're 50, you're a grandpa. Like you're almost, you're almost done with this world. And I, I hate that I thought that because I'm closer to being that quote unquote grandpa. <laughs> well, I mean, you're 39. Uh-huh. You'll be 15 and 11 years. Uh-huh. Your children are? My children, 12 and 7, 11. So, I mean, mathematically saying? Not, this, not in my world, Buck. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't an impossibility. Yeah. It's not an impossibility. <laughs> I told them, be like your mom. Like, just, you know, get married later in life, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, you're, you, are, you are right. I could be a 50 I mean, everything you said in that sentence was, ac was accurate. There was, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> inaccurate. That's very true. Well, for the oldest, the other two, you, you, you got, no, no, you, you wait. Because they don't only be, oh, gosh, I don't even want to think about that. Oh, wow, they'll be adults. My twins will be yeah. adults. They'll be Ooh. able to vote legally. All right, we're, we are definitely. Anyway, We are not on. chewing on the right thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let's do a clip. I can't wait. So let's look at the scripture. Uh, it says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of his life in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from, the, from God the Father and Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve with a clear conscience, the way my forefathers did, as I constantly remember you in my prayers night and day, longing to see you, even as I recall your tears, so that I may be filled with joy. I'm mindful of the sincere faith within you, which, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I'm sure is in you too. For this reason, 
I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and of love and of self-discipline. Maybe you heard that verse like this. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. What's interesting is in the Greek, the word doesn't say timidity or fear. The word says cowardice. God has not given us a spirit of cowardice. God has not called us. He has not created us. He will not allow us as Jesus' people to live our lives as cowards. That's a challenge. That's a big challenge. That's like a, a you know, I double dog dare you. Yes. <laughs> you know, uh, to not live your life as a coward. I mean, what is that? I mean, that's kind of convicting. Like, so where in my life am I, am I acting like a coward? Where am I backing down when I should be pressing in and, and fighting? We know that we don't even need to fight the battle. He fights the battle for us. Yeah. We really just have to stand in the gap, right? And so are we standing in the gap? Are we being those those people, those leaders, those um, encouragers while he fights for us? And are we trusting him mm -hmm. to fight for us? Uh, because I think... With all the stuff going on, it can be easy to like insert yourself, your own opinions into the equation and try and take it all on, on your own. And um, th that's not, that's not like, oh, I'm not being a coward. Look at me. I'm like mm -hmm. fighting, right? Like, well, I don't, I don't necessarily think that's like the exact meaning. I had a, I had a, this many, uh, how old were you when you found, like when you realized this? Oh yeah, with, with I fear. love those. Um, because it's, it's interesting because last week I talked about how having a strong concordance is, is such a great thing to have when you break down the original um, language. But I, um, I realized that there are certain verses that you hear and you go, oh, it's good. That's great. Oh, yeah. And you don't mm. you don't dig deep on it. It's the ones that you're kind of confused on. You go, I, I got to dig deep, which is fine. But even the hits, the quote unquote hits in your life, you got to go. Okay, but I want to know the original language on this because because then when it says God has not given a spirit of fear, you think fear is like oh it's temporary. You know, it's just I have fear sometimes. I have not all the time. So you, yeah, I just have my but mm. but cowardness can be. It could be a lifestyle for some people wow. that they could live a lifestyle of, as a coward. And God's going, why are you doing that? I didn't give that to you. I've given you, you know, power, love, and a strong mind. And which is interesting that, you know, strength is the opposite of cowardice. And God says, I've given you that, but you keep you in, in a way it's, I look at it as a gift, you know, I gave you strength, but you keep rejecting it and accepting cowardice. Mm. And I didn't give that to you. So don't walk in that, you know, walk in your gifts, walk in your calling, walk in that spirit I've given you. So I have a question for both of you. Mm -hmm. What, if we know that when we are weak, he is strong. Yeah. How is that different than being a cow? So we don't want to be a coward, but we want to be weak so that he can be strong. So what is that kind of like, what does that look like? Isn't that complicated? Humility for me. Yeah. Mm. Weak, weakness, uh, humi humility, the word humility, I think a lot of people will uh, misplace with the, with being humiliated mm -hmm. and humility is uh, the humbling of oneself really. Yes. Um, so I am the weakest when I humbly submit, mm. mm -hmm. right? I am the weakest, like the war for myself in my life. The war was won when I actually quit fighting it by myself. Mm. Yeah when I quit fighting entirely and said, God, this fight's yours. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I, I found that the war was won and I'm strong, mm. Yeah, right? I, I, I ganged things when Christ entered into my life and Christ didn't enter my life on a winning streak, right? I wasn't batting a thousand when I, when I, when I came to Christ. So mm -hmm. in my weakness, in yeah. my weakness, and I, I guess I could sum it up as just stupidity mm. of trying to take on the world thinking that I was the center of it mm -hmm. and I could solve it. And I, I am neither of those. I would agree. I think the word came to me was surrender. That that in that context scripture, now I am weak, he is strong, is, is Paul realizing, wait a minute, when I surrender to you, you are strong in my life. Mm. But then in the context of this, of not giving us a spirit of 
fear or tim- timidity or cowardness. It also is a context when he talks about the gifts. Yeah. And so, so some of us sometimes will, will we know we have a gift, wow. but we allow our cowardness to not let us walk in our gifts. And so Paul is reminding Timothy, don't let your cowardness stop you from walking in your gifts. Because yeah. you, God's not giving you that. He's giving you strength to carry out those gifts. So I think in those contexts, is, that's kind of why those are the, the those moments is because one's realizing I need God's strength and then and, and to get that strength is a realization that I need to surrender to him so that he can give me that strength. But then the other part is going, okay, I can't use excuses to stop me from walking in my calling. Mm. So good. Where does fear come from then? Well, that that's interesting. So if, if God has not given us a spirit of fear, then it must come from the enemy. I think uh, fear is, is doubt, yeah. really. Like, yeah. uh, ooh, you know, I'm doubting uh, God and I, I have this like lack of faith. And so mm-hmm. I feel afraid. I feel uncertain. Right. And that's, that is just the perfect, like, that's the perfect climate for the enemy to just come in. Like you're, you're ripe for the yeah. enemy to come in. And now he's placing these thoughts and they, they grow really fast because mm-hmm. you have like this climate of, of doubt and fear. Yeah. And so it, you combat that by having a full trust of God. Right. And, and supplement that with like good understanding of his word. And like, I mean, when you really dig in and like, and learn God's nature, it helps. I feel like it it is natural to like help you combat that yeah. fear, right? To like learn who God really is and like, how did he show up in the past? Like look back in the Old Testament where mm-hmm. God showed up for the Israelites and yeah. like, man, that God, that's our same God. That it's still God yesterday, today, and tomorrow, like always will be. Mm-hmm. And that should help bolster that, that faith in you and take away hopefully those cowardly feelings. Yeah. yeah it's, I think the enemy, absolutely. It, it derives from it. It's, it's a emotion that, uh, human beings are, uh, we all have. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think about like the garden, which is interesting. If you think about I, I it, like, like that you brought that the, up. the serpent, you know, says, you know, he asked the question, you know, did God really say this? Mm. But I also think about it too, when it comes to doubt and when it comes to cowardness, I think the reason the enemy will start to put that in us is because we're, we, we, Sometimes we will allow certain things to happen. Like think about the think about that moment. Like God just kind of put this on my head right now about the garden. Like is it you know we can go well he tempted them but Adam and Eve they must have been hanging around that tree. Yeah. For him to be like, well if you're hanging around here I'm going to start trying to get you to eat. Right. You know, cuz he didn't go, "Hey, I love that so come, much. Come over here. Come back over here. Yeah, I have something to show yeah, you." Like but they yeah. they had to be <laughs> hanging around that tree long enough to go, "Why can't we eat there?" Why can't we eat this? Here's the Why thing. Can't we? You yeah. go to a barber shop so many times, eventually you're going to get your hair cut. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so so are we surrounded? Like, we don't want fear. We don't want doubt. We don't want cowardice in our life. But are we allowing those doors to be open in our lives to, for them to easily come in? Ooh. You know, are we, are we, are you, know, when God's called us something, do we instantly doubt, which I do. When someone says you're good at this, I go, oh, no, 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 no. Cause I want to, I want to humble myself mm. and I want to do this. But sometimes I will, I will allow to over humble myself and not really walk in my gifts and my callings mm. yeah. wow. because I go, yeah. no, 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 no. So we, uh, we set these. So, so when people, when people say, or, or believe and say, Hey, you have a call in your life. You have a gifting. And we go, Oh no, not me. Not n- none of that. Mm. Then we're, la- we're allowing cowardness to be in if our you lives. you only knew. Ex- yes. That's it too. And which is so funny because the Bible is full of the, if you only knew my story and I can't do this. It's God, a bunch of the, cowards. The Bible yeah. is wow. exclusively full of those stories. Yes. Yeah. God has always used those stories. Yes. And, and it's, and it's interesting. So it's like, again, Fan into flame yeah. your calling. Don't fan the cowardness. Yeah, the the thing I I, I want to, I guess, inject in, into some ears is that uh, there's only uh, I can think of only really two principal emotions. Mm-hmm. Now, principal emotions are other emotions derived from said emotion, mm-hmm. right? The uh, people people might think anger is a principal emotion. Mm-hmm. Fear is really the principal emotion with all negativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you. You put you you put anger. You put uh, let's put racism in there. Yeah. Mm. Racism is really boiled down to fear. fear. Yeah, fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, you 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 think of uh, cowardliness. Yeah, that's that's fear. Yeah, uh, depression. It's fear. Mm-hmm. Like all of these negative emotions that we have in life, and anger is a really big one because yeah. a lot of th- a lot of people will uh, presume that 
that anger is its principal emotion, but it's always wrapped up in a thousand forms of fear. Yeah. Fear of something, fear, fear of success, fear of failure, fear of not being respected, fear of being disrespected. It's, it's, so this, this, this word, the fear that I think we need to, as a, as a church, as a body of believers, really that is a principal emotion. Mm -hmm. I don't think you get rid of this emotion. Yeah. Right. I don't think on this earth, one can extinguish the emotion and it's gone for good. Yeah. Right. There will always be an opportunity because fear is of the enemy. It's not of God. Mm-hmm. God didn't plant this, this element of fear in you to, uh, to teach you a lesson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so what's the other principal emotion? I think, I think it's peace. Okay. I was oh. going to say love, but Okay. Okay. I don't know if that's an emotion, but here's what I do know yeah. is that perfect love drives out fear. There you go. Nice. There you so, go. right? So I think there is love and there is fear. And if you have love, you cannot have fear. I, I don't know. Can So as I'm thinking this, as a, we're spitballing. We're just throwing yeah, we're, spaghetti. We're just like, fun, like Pastor Barry said, we're throwing, we're throwing spaghetti on a wall. We're going to see what sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Can you have peace without love? Can you have peace without love? Mm. Oh gosh. Well, are you taking in the world's peace or are you taking in I God's don't know. peace? So that that would be the that would be the question I'm I, I'd yeah. ask to find to find a principal root of it. Yeah. But can you have love without peace? Mm. I think I can love people without being at peace with them. Yes. Y- yes. I, and that's yeah, but I would I agree. I don't that. know if I can have peace without any form of love. So I don't Ooh, know. We're throwing spaghetti against the wall. Great. We're just gonna see I what like sticks. It. Email us, tell us. Yeah. <laughs> And so Paul asserts that he was an apostle who was called personally by Jesus for a specific task. He says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus by the will of God. And over and over throughout his ministry, he kept going back to this fact that he had received his his apostleship directly from God, not from men, not by a committee. Nobody voted him in. Nobody could vote him out. And so he hung his hat on this fact that he had a personal encounter with Jesus that changed his life. That's why it's important that we have a personal encounter with Jesus, that we develop a personal relationship with Jesus. Because when you get to heaven someday and they ask you where your ticket is, you don't get to say, my grandmama had it when she got here. You don't get to say, well, my mom was a believer. Because nobody else on earth gets to punch your ticket. You have to have your own passport. Oh, I was, I was looking. Sorry. Um, so the first thing that came in my head, like the punch your ticket thing. I want to, I want to go in that direction because I know you want to go another direction, Megan. So I, I, um, the punch your ticket thing. I, I talk about that a lot in mm. Catalyst. Catalyst, our, our youth ministry, because um, we do salvation every week. I want to give kids an opportunity to give their life to Jesus, but I do it in a way where it's like I want, I have them bow their heads, close their eyes, and I, and I, and I explain to them. I'm not doing this so I can sneak up on you and be like, I gotcha. You know, I don't, like, I'm not trying to do anything <laughs> like that. It's, I want you to know that what the decision you're going to make is not a decision you and your friends are making. It's mm. a decision you and you alone are making. Because just like pastor says, when that time comes, he doesn't be, you don't be like, well, I was with these guys. Like, no, no, no. He, yeah, he did it, but I'm his friend. Like, I mean, I'm his best friend. Like I don't, that's, God's not going to look at it. He wants to have a personal relationship with you. And so, so I'm very just like uh, detailed on that because I want them to understand like what you're doing. It doesn't matter if your friends do it or not, or if your family members do it or not. God wants you to, he wants to have a personal relationship with you. And even though you're, you, you can have family members praying for you and praying for you, which, you know, I've heard people say that, well, my grandma's praying for me. And they feel like that's enough, but it's not yeah. enough. Like, but here's the beauty of it is, is the reason that God said that's not enough is because he wants you to walk in the fullness of a relationship with him. Yeah. Like he wants you to understand, like, I don't want to just give you the scraps. I want you to have the whole meal. Mm. And that's what having a relationship with me is. And so it's so important that you have a personal relationship with me. Wow. Yeah, that's good. And and so then what happens, right? Okay, so now I have this personal relationship with him and, and, and what am I to do? And if we look at Paul's example, he calls himself an apostle. And so I think uh, later in this message, we're going to kind of get to the spiritual gift part. <clears throat> and there's a test. And not to give it all away, uh, but one of the gifts is apostleship. And so a lot of people on our staff got apostleship. And I think it kind of, for me, it brought up this question of like, 
okay, I know I've read the word apostle like a lot. And, like mm-hmm. I, I think I know what an apostle is, but like really what is an apostle? Yeah. Um, and like, what does that look like today? So I found this thing online and it says a modern day apostle would typically function as a church planter, one who is sent out by the body of Christ to spread the gospel and establish new communities of believers. And so you're like, I mean, I never started a church. I don't think I'm an apostle. Uh, however, just this week I got on Facebook a request from someone who goes to our church and she invited me into this like marriage group that she started on Facebook. And the whole point was to like, let's, let's bolster each other up and like, let's talk about marriage. Let's literally like come up with, uh, you know, things to talk about with our husbands and have a, a place of encouragement. And I thought, man, she's like a modern day apostle. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. it. Right. Like that's totally it. And so it's not this big, like complicated, I don't think I'm an apostle. Like, I don't know. What do you think? I I think 100%. I think that if you hear that word and a church planter, Mm -hmm. I think that that could be uh, overwhelmingly discouraging Mm -hmm. (laughs) because like we we were attending a church that's not small by any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) How would I put this? We're going to do this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, but that's not, that part of it, that's, that is a one option, mm. yeah. but like, so I planted, I planted a church and I'll say that I planted a church Thursday, th- Thursday night, there's a men's group, mm. right? Yeah. And it started as me uh, and, and my brother-in-law just getting together on Thursday nights to talk about, uh, I had a particular uh, tough, tough day with the kids. Um, and, and my brother-in-law had a particular tough day at work. Mm. And so he texts me and says, Hey, you want to get together and just hang out and talk? Yeah. And like my brother-in-law, Jake, that he, that's not a, it's not a sentence Jake he normally says. Mm-hmm. So I said, yeah, let's do it. And then we just talked for a couple hours at, 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 a, at, at, a, at a lounge in town here. And then he's like, you want to just do this next week? Mm. I go, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. And then Barry, Pastor Barry was hearing that we're going to said place. Pastor Barry's like, do you mind if I tag along? Mm. I try, is that Pastor Barry? Hey, hey, man! You, you, hey, man! Can you, can I? Hey, man! You mind if I take along? Yeah, you just gotta have that <laughs> southern drawl. And then, and then, and so one of those one of those days, Barry showed up, mm. and then Dallas was like, "Hey, you guys are getting together? I want to get together." Mm. Dallas shows up, mm-hmm. and then some people at our church are like, "So every week, you guys just you do three pastors and and maybe another dude or just hang out and talk." Yeah. And then all of a sudden, this thing grew like wildfire, yeah. where it turned into. Five people, six people, 10 people, 12 mm-hmm. people, 15 people, 25 people. At that time, mm-hmm. me and Dallas are like, we should actually probably start talking about something like of relevance, right? Because yeah. it was just a lot of guys getting together just talking about like sports and talking about, which is important. <laughs> but which like, like, let's not negate. Right? Yeah, yeah, these are important things and guys are getting to know each other. And then like, I was like, you know what? Let's talk about like an actual like topic. Yeah. And then we started this topic discussion and then this grew to like 30, 40. 50 people, 60 people, people, we didn't have chairs. Yeah. Mm. Then we bled this over into the, into uh, the guys retreat this year. This, mm-hmm. this philosophy, just one, just talk about one thing. Yeah. Everyone's probably got something to talk about. And then at the end of it, I, I, I think to myself, I'm like, we planted a church. Mm. Yeah. We yeah. have a group of people getting together every single week. Yeah. Talking about life and Jesus and how both of those are interacting in their mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. We throw gospel in there. Yeah. We throw scripture in there. Mm-hmm. We challenge each other. We just formed, we just formed a church. Yep. Yeah. And it's, and it's funny because people go, what, well, wait, but no. And I like, but you have to understand it's a community. Community church of believers is community. Come, church uh, is coming community. together and going back to apostleship with people, you know, if they get that and they go, well, I feel called to that, but like, how do I do that? I mean, th- things as simple as just saying, Hey, I think you would be great here. What you're doing is you're helping that person start something mm. new. Yeah. That's an apostleship. Mm-hmm. And if you're saying, Hey, I think, I think you should do this. You know, like I, I, uh, I had a, a friend of ours text me, um, I, um, all of his things. Uh, and I, he goes, what do I do next? And I go, looking at you, looking at your gifts, I think you should start a life group. He goes, well, I tried that once. I go, well, how long? It was a couple of years ago. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you got to give it another try. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it in the fall. Like I'm going to do it again. And so like, even though that wasn't one of my top gifts, you know, in there, that still was an apostleship moment of going like, I think you should do this. Yeah. And, I, and encouraging people to strive in that. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's 100%. Like like how the, the scripture said it is that you have to fan it yes. into flame. Mm. Correct. Now, if you've ever, if you've ever made a campfire, mm-hmm. if you immediately stop putting kindling on that fire, 
Yeah. It's going to go out. Yeah. So there's like a fire is something it, that you mature, that yeah. you that you almost have your hands on the whole time, not physically, mm-hmm. but you have you you attend to it, yeah. right? You have to flame it. So if one would say, well, I, tr- I tried that life group thing a couple of years ago. I, it's probably not for me. Well, it was a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. And that, that flame might just not, might just might not have taken. Yeah. yeah. But have you tried it lately? Yeah. Because you can build that flame and then you flame it up now. And maybe, yes. maybe now the, the elements are a little bit better. Maybe there's not enough. Maybe there's less, less wind outside. Yeah. That's a hundred Maybe we're, it. maybe we're trying to like start this fire when it's a little bit drier outside. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's it though. Like it's sometimes you go, well, I tried it and it didn't work. Well, it's like, okay, now try something different. Try, you know, maybe it's a different season in your life. Maybe it's a different, uh, maybe it's a different topic. You know, maybe you said, I wanted to try this topic. Didn't work. Cool. Try another topic. Yeah. Again, the elements are everything yeah. on making it go from one thing to another thing. So if, if you're like, I tried this and it could be more than a life group, anything in life. I tried reading, I've tried praying. I've Okay, change the elements a little I've bit. I've tried reading the Bible. Yeah, I've tried reading the Bible. Mm. I don't like reading. Okay, why don't you listen to it? Mm-hmm. You know, we have guys, you know, who come from that Thursday night group who was like, who's who one guy, uh, really great. Jeremy said, I, I had a hard time reading. And then I, I started listening and man, it just, boop, it just, it worked. Mm-hmm. And he, and he found himself listening to more and more of the Bible than before. So he changed the elements to fan into flame. So again, right, I love that's it. so perfect. Change the elements and see what God can do to fan that. So. When Paul wrote this, he didn't know he was writing to you. (laughs) He didn't know that he was writing the Bible. He wasn't on an assignment. There wasn't, you know, 32 guys that got together and sat down over coffee at the exchange and said, you know what we should do with the rest of our lives? We should write a book that lasts forever, that makes people most of the time feel like crap, but sometimes makes people encouraged and makes them feel like they can make it. That's what we're gonna do with the rest of our lives. Bro, he was some dude ready to die who wrote a letter to his homie. He didn't know that you were gonna read this thing. He just thought that his dog was gonna read this letter and he's about to die. And so why in the world? Like if I wrote a letter to my son, I would never say, dear Isaiah, from your father, the one who gave you life. He'd be like, bro, why are you so stupid? Like, of course, I already know that. I know that because you pay all my bills. I know. That you're my dad. And so like, why would he have to remind this dude who's his son of his position? The reason for it is because he was driving home the weight and the seriousness of this letter. He's saying, Timothy, I know you know who I am. I know you know how I've lived my life. But I want you to keep that in mind because I'm about to give you a really heavy task. Because of the heaviness of that task, he's reestablishing his authority right from the beginning by saying an apostle hmm, of Jesus. It's so true. It's it's funny, as a parent, I I totally understand that a ton um, because uh, you know, my oldest, I'll tell her some certain things like, Hey, don't forget this. Don't forget that. And, and, um, and she'll go like, I, I, I know. And she'll get annoyed. Like you told me over and over, but I have to then reestablish, no, the weight of this. No, you don't understand that if you don't do this, it, what it could do to, you know, to your body, to your teeth, you know, what it could do to, you know, to your relationships, what it could do for your future. If you don't make this a priority and explain the weight of my words, you know? And so I, I love that how pastor says that when he's telling him these things, you know, you probably know this, but I need you to understand the weight of it so that you don't neglect it, that you don't overlook it, that you understand that what I'm saying to you is not just for you, but, but for other people, which is, is so true that this, this book was written for one person, but it's impacted thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. I think we're in the billions now. Probably the billions. You're probably right. Yeah. It's but it was it was meant for one person, but the 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 weight and the wisdom that was attached to it is so impactful that it has it has helped billions of people. I, I, I kind of laugh because and this is gonna be a shameless plug. Um <laughs> or not. Uh we so we finished the first half of season two for uh Pastor and Rabbi Walk in the Bar. And uh and if 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 you're listening to this now, know that in a couple of weeks, uh 
pastor and rabbi are going to talk about the actual uh, population of the human race since, <laughs> since the dawn of time. And, and I said that as a producer, I was like, I think it's billions guys. Like, yeah. and that, that was, yeah. So anyway, funny joke. Uh, you should, you should listen to pastor and rabbi walking to a bar. It's, it's a good podcast. Season two, season two is kicking off here. I think in a week. Huh? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. So well, listen to that. Good stuff. Um, you know, when Dallas was saying like, I, I'll, I'll go down this like rabbit hole of listening, like reading the Bible. And then like one word will be like, uh, orange, oh, orange, orange. <laughs> um, that's, that's how I was with this, with this soundbite. Yeah. Like, uh, when, when, when pastor Sean was like, you know, he thought he was just writing a letter to his, to his homeboy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it, it got me thinking like, well, how many letters did he write? Yeah. yeah. Right. Did he start them all with Paul, uh-huh. an apostle Christ Jesus? Did he, and you'd think probably not. Probably mm-hmm. not. Are there other ones that he wrote that he did, but aren't recognized in the Bible? You know, then it's, then it's like, it got me, it, it just, it, it opens up this whole, wow. What, what else did he have to say? What else could he have said? I think that all the time about um, Jesus and all of the miracles that he performed, they say it couldn't, it was like sand on a beach, right? It couldn't be contained right. in a book. And I'm like, I want to know. I want to know did, the other what ones. What else did Jesus do? Yeah. I bet there's some other really good ones in there. You know, mm-hmm. like, why do I only get these five stories? <laughs> more than five, but I want more. Yeah. Billions. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder too. You know, because Paul, you know, Pastor was like, I know, but I wonder if Paul wrote that for himself. I think about it. He wrote a lot of this stuff in prison. Yeah. He he wrote a lot when he was done, when he wanted to quit, when he was just, but I, maybe he had to write, no, you're Paul. You're an apostle for Christ Jesus. Like this, you have a calling and you have a position. And I know that right now your circumstances in your mind aren't lining up with that. So I wonder if Paul wrote that for himself. To like, hey, I, I need to remind myself what God's called me to do because God's going to give me wisdom to speak to another apostle, another yeah. person of God. And so yeah. so I that's where my mind kind of went to where it's like, well, maybe Paul's trying to remind himself. And sometimes I hey, I have to remind myself of this. Yes. You know, that hey, you know what? You yes, you had a bad week, but you're still called. You're still called to do great things. You're still called to preach the gospel. You're still called to, you know, to serve and to give and I, you know, all these things. And I think mm. sometimes we have to remind ourselves that, you know, on oh. Mondays at work, you know, I am so-and-so, you know, a, a, uh, you know, I, I say it to my kids when yeah. they go to school, who are you? Yeah. I love and, this. You know, the, uh, and Kennedy will say Kennedy girl of God, mighty warrior. Sheesh. So I, so I'm reminding her who she is. And I say, what are you going to do there? And she'll say, show God's love, help the helpless, give hope to those who need it. Mm. And sometimes we have to refresh that. What does that mean? She's like, and, and she, the first time she's like, I don't know, dad, you just tell me to say it. I just say it, you know? So I go, now we got to put, we got to fan in the flame that, that, that calling you have on your life. You know, show God's love. How do you show God's love? Like, and then we talk about that. Help the helpless. Give hope to those who need it. Like there are kids in your, that who sit next to you who need hope and you have hope in you. And mm. so those things. And then the twins is, it's a little simpler. It's, you know, um, Riley, girl of God. And I go, what are you going to do? That? And she's going to say, show God's love to my friends and my teachers. Oh my goodness. You know, so show God's love to my friends and my teachers. And, and we do with Logan. I just kind of walk with him, but he always says, he's, it's very cute. Instead of teachers, he says, atches. Mm-hmm. I'll say, atches. So I will always say, he'll go, because I'll go, who are you? He'll go, who are you? Like, kind of like that. And I go, oh. <laughs> All right, who go, are you? Who are you? <laughs> and I go, you're Logan, boy of God. And yeah. I'll say, show God's love to your friends and your, and he'll say, Etches. And so, and, and because they need that, you know, yeah. yes. like I want to get an email going like your kid gave me hope today. Yes. Like, you know? Yes. I will um, have known I've succeeded as a, as a father yeah. when, when my kin have yes. done better than I could. Yeah. And so I stole that from someone. So don't be like, Oh, I want, yeah, do that. I stole that from a family that I served under in San Diego. They, they, t- they did something. And I was like, I want to do that too. So, yeah. so I encourage you as parents, like, you know, come up with a mantra that you can speak of your kids before they go to school, because it, it, it what it does is it opens up that door and reminds them of what they're called to do, but it, it, it brings God with them everywhere they go. We, uh, we've done the, the same thing. And if you're listening, you can uh, please challenge my kids if you, if you're in their vicinity, yeah. but since they could really talk and it started with Adler, mm-hmm. my, my oldest son and my, my daughter and, and son are like 
20 months apart. So yeah. they're essentially the same age bracket. But mm-hmm. uh, when we, when they go to daycare, we started, gosh, Adler was, I think two years old when we started this, mm-hmm. I would just ask him a question. What are you here to do? Yeah. And the reply he, he has given, we've taught him. And then Parker was, I'm here to serve and I'm here to lead. Yeah. And yeah. when they didn't know what either of those words meant, mm-hmm. um, w- it was still ingrained in them. Mm. It was still ingrained. And now yes. at, at seven and Parker will be, be six next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you here to do? And they'll just like that, they'll reply, I'm here, here to serve, I'm here to lead. Yeah. And now, and, and about, about year four, they, I could start teaching them a little bit on what serving is, mm-hmm. what leading is. Yeah. Um, when there was uh, problems with, with, uh, with my son at school, like if he was being like five-year-old, if he was being a five-year-old, mm-hmm. I told the teachers, like, what will immediately stop him in his tracks is if you ask, what are you here to do, Adler? Mm-hmm. And it'd stop him in his tracks. I'm here to serve and I'm here to lead. Yeah. Are you being a good leader? Yeah. No. <laughs> That's oh. great. For, yeah. Especially to have that cognizant, con- cognizant, I'm not saying that word right, to have that that reality in, as a five-year-old going, oh yeah, I got to do that. So. Yeah. I mean, you, you're literally speaking life over them. You're instilling life into them. Mm-hmm. And to kind of bring it back to where we started, that's, that's where Pastor Sean started off this, right? Like you're yeah. supposed to be taking scripture and drilling it yes. deep within mm-hmm. you yes. so that you can mine that out later. And it's just like, it, it pours out of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how you're going to combat being a coward because you're going to have these things deep deep within yes. you where you're like, my faith is so full and it's yeah. so rich and I don't even know why, but like, it's just like, it's on fire in me. And yes. I just, I know it because I've had all of this life over me and in me. And so, yeah, that's, that's why this is serious. Yeah. Like it is a matter of life and death and your kids out there at school, that's a matter of life and death. What they say, what they do, like there's, there's people who need to be saved because people are lost. Right. Yeah. And so there is no greater seriousness than that. And so, Yeah. Don't be, don't be the coward who like is so overwhelmed or depressed by that, that they like can't move. Right. Like it's, it's too much. I can't, I can't do anything or I'm not enough or how can I ever be right? Uh, Because God has said, "Uh uh-uh, I didn't give you that spirit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I gave you so much more. And so I love that you guys do that with your kids. I, I definitely started, um, with my son, just like saying affirmations right before he goes to bed, we just do yes. like this, this yeah. little thing. Right. And it ends with Jesus loves me. Mm-hmm. And what's really cute is now he goes, cha-cha <laughs> for Jesus. <laughs> so cute. And yes. I'm just oh. like, my one-year-old could say, Jesus, yeah. I love you. <laughs> um, what was your first word? Jesus. Jesus. What was yours? <laughs> I know. Uh, not Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Ball, like yeah. dog, like every other kid. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is so important and it is so serious. And, and in this context, like Paul's speaking to Timothy like a, a son, right? And so I think this is kind of a, a light bulb perhaps for parents to be like, hmm, what could I be doing to, to speak that? Yeah, yeah so uh, good. The, wor- the words we speak over ourselves are important. I think that uh, I think that a lot in society will lead you to believe like the words you speak over other people matter. And they do. They matter a lot. Yeah. The words, like how Pastor Dallas was saying, the words you speak over yourself, I'm Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus. That That is of equal importance. Yeah. If, if not, I would say a hair more in my experience. I, I feel like it's a, a lot like when you're in an airplane and and they give you the 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 life vest and the, and mm. the, and the, the oxygen mask thing. Mm-hmm. That it's always followed with, hey, make sure yours is on before you start yeah. trying to secure other people's. Yes. Why that. else you both are dead? Right. Mm-hmm. So this, the positive talk matters in our yes. lives. If I always tell myself that I'm not qualified, I'm not, um, if only they knew in, 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 in my reality, mm-hmm. then that's, what's going to come out mm-hmm. is that I'm underqualified if you only knew. Mm. But if I start waking up in the morning and saying, I'm Keith, apostle of Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. is it cocky or arrogant? I don't know. I, th- I don't, I, I think no. if it's in Christ, it, it, if it's true, it's just uh, truth. Yeah. Right? It's true. Yeah. And, and I, I can be humble in saying truth. Yeah. Right. So positivity, I, I, I know, I know that, I know that it's important to, and like, try it. If you don't do it, try it. I actually have truthfully started doing that just a couple of weeks ago. I've been, uh, I, I was in a season of just kind of just, tiredness and sadness, mm. right? Which isn't uncommon for me. It's, it's a very common thing in my life to have uh, just seasons of just being exhausted. But I started doing that mm-hmm. two weeks ago. 
And just because it was just, it was, I don't know. Like, I didn't like feeling the way I felt mm. it, when I woke up in the morning. And and now this this week I started, uh, this is like real time. This week I started in my head saying over and over, is this life-giving? Mm-hmm. Oh, right? that's good. That's is good. this life-giving? So I'm a natural uh, sarcastic person. And this week has been very... And what this week started two days ago. So, <laughs> so guys, in the last 48 hours, yeah, okay. I've gotten some revelation. This is really live off the wire right yeah. now. Uh, no, yeah. but I, in my head, uh, I, I'm thinking, hey, is this, is this thought life-giving? Come yeah. on. That's is this good. life-giving? That's and good. I'll tell you what, the last 30 hours have been some of the best 30 hours I've had in a very long time. Wow. That's great. That's in a great. very, very long time. And- I can say to, to Christ, go all the glory because it does. Mm. But Christ is looking down and saying, but you're just doing what I'm telling you to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, thanks for giving me the glory. But bro, yeah. I, I gave you this insight a long time ago. Mm. I told you how to do it. You just don't want to do it. Yeah. yeah. And how often in life are we all doing that? Mm-hmm. God tells us what we got to do. Yeah. It's just up to us if we want to do it yeah. and if we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, when it hurts bad enough, you're gonna find a, you're going to find a solution to do it. Yeah. Right. I, the, the, the smartest people, uh, smart people learn from their own mistakes and really, really smart people learn from others. Yes. So if I'm speaking anything, it's, Hey, if you're in, if you're in a season like that, man, just try just talking up yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause no one's never that bad. Yeah. You know, no one's ever that bad, but I'll tell you what, man, if you don't believe it, if you don't believe that you have a calling, you don't believe you have a gifting, it's not true, but that's what you're going to get. That's the crop you're going to produce. Yeah. So talk over yourself, talk, talk, up, talk yourself, man. And, and maybe that's me out loud talking about myself. Right. <laughs> but heck it wouldn't hurt to, to say that out loud in case someone else is yeah. feeling it. Cause I don't yeah. think that my life experiences are unique. Yeah, no, totally. I think I'm, I think I'm a normal person mm-hmm. and normal people go through thoughts like that. That's really good. I know you're young, I know you're sick, but your faith, come on, man. That ain't no joke. Your faith is real. It is sincere. You, Timothy, are a true believer. And that's why Paul chose him to carry out his mission, to carry out his mandate, which is like a really heavy load. So he says up front, listen, my son, this is going to be hard, but I know you can do it because you are the real deal. And once that groundwork of faith had been laid down in Timothy, Paul delivers his first charge to him. He says that he should fan his gift into flame. He says, for this reason, I'll remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you throughout the laying of my hands. What is the gift of God? It is Timothy's spiritual gift. A special spiritual gift that Jesus had given him upon conversion. And we all have one of those gifts. God gives them to every one of us when we receive him as our savior. If you look back at 1 Timothy, there's a passage that refers to Timothy's. Paul tells him, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to the preaching and to the teaching. Don't neglect your gift, which was given to you through a prophetic Message, And I don't know what that prophetic message was, but I do know that when he got that message, he also was given a spiritual gift. And that gift was the gift of preaching and of teaching the word. So here in his epilogue, Paul says, Timothy, you should fan that gift into flame. And he's telling us the same. The fact is, every one of you, if you are a Jesus person, you have a spiritual gift, a supernatural ability given to you by God to fulfill his calling on your life. It isn't natural. It's not a natural ability. That's a talent. A spiritual gift is a spiritual ability that Ephesians 4 says is for the purpose of building up his body into maturity. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So a talent is a natural ability. A spiritual gift is not it's not a talent, right? Mm-hmm. I think Pastor Sean goes on to say, like, you don't get to take this with you. Like, yeah. this, do- this doesn't go, it's it's literally to serve the purpose here on earth in order to build maturity of the body of Christ. And I'm just like, dang, dude, that's so good. Like, so good. Yeah. Um, it, it, I think spiritual gifts can be kind of like, <sighs> I don't know what the word is like, like really religious sounding. If that 
if I can go there. Oh, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, what's our spiritual gift? Yes. Like, like that kind of. Um, <laughs> that's, that's my... I just, I can picture the, advice. I see the mustache, the glasses, yeah. everything. What's our spiritual gift? Right, exactly. And so if, it can be a little, like, it borders on like, ooh, ooh weird, right? Um, but when I read through the spiritual gifts and what they all are, um, they're, they're really, they're not weird. And so um, if you listen to Pastor Sean's message. He has a link to a test that you can take to discover your spiritual gift and what it is. And all of our staff uh, took this test. And I think it was like, it made perfect sense. And to give your gift like a name, like, okay, so this is what I, this is what my gift is. And this is what my second and third gift are. That makes a lot of sense. And so then the question is, Am I using this gift yes. in order to build the body of Christ? Am I am I being faithful or am I being a coward in this? Because I'm like, hmm. So leadership was my number one. And I was like, huh. <laughs> am I being a good leader? Gotcha. For yeah. God. Yeah. Or am um or am I misusing my gift, right? Like, am I being a leader, but maybe I thought it was like for myself, right? Oh, or I was doing yeah, yeah. things um in my own way. So I think learning what your gifts are, that can be a great like point of conviction, even for you too. Like, mm-hmm. how am I using this? What am I doing to further advance the kingdom? Cause like, that's what we're literally called to do. Yeah. And it's, I love it too, because you're talking about when you look at it, cause it's funny. Cause yeah. Uh, spiritual gifts mm. I think is, is the website that yep. we you went to. And it's on our website as well. If you yeah. go to discover and then discover you. Yeah. And so I, I was looking at, you know, cause they give you your top three and I found out yesterday there's actually 15 that you can look at. And I was like, wait, wait, 15. And so I was like, I thought there's only three. Um, so, but there's, but I look at this list because it'll give you a rank. It'll give you a range. It'll give you the gift. And so for number one, for me, uh, the range is high with serving. And I look at that and I go, yes, I think I am walking in that. I think I am fanning the flame, the serving. I think for me, I think the reason I think it's so high is because I am very church minded. I'm not territorial. Mm. I don't go, oh, I just worry about the kids ministry. Like I do worry about everything. Like, uh, last week something wasn't working in the auditorium and I'm like, all right, let's figure it out. Let's do this and this. And I could easily, you know, but I think that servanthood was like, let's do it. Let's get our hands dirty and things. Um, number two for me was prophecy. And then I, that's, but I had that moment with you for my number two, where I went, am I walking in that? Yeah. You know, because like you saying, you know, with a guy going, what's your spiritual gift? I, I feel like I, I, I walked in prophecy um, many years ago when I was in Las Vegas. Um, but then someone convinced me that it was kooky and crazy and weird and cultish and stuff like that. And so what I did is I let that flame die. Yeah. Uh, and now I think I'm getting to the point where I am getting more in tuned of it, but also being strong and not cowardly, you know, because I think there's been things that God has put on my heart that I will go, ah, it's okay. But like, even this weekend, I was challenged to reach out to someone and go, Hey, I, God has put this person in my heart and I just want to see how this person is doing. And, and, and that's one of those things where they could have been like, why? Or, you know, but, but the, what happened was they said they actually gave me more information or more things to pray for and things like that yeah. and to bring that to light. And so I think I'm challenging myself like in that, but the, the reason I'm glad that it, I found it was more than just three things is I was looking at it and go, okay, you know, giving is my number three. Evangelism is my number four. Knowledge is my number five. Apostleship is my number six. Yeah. You know, pastoring is my number seven. I thought pastoring would be like my top three. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> pastoring was very high on mine too, which I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah. Wisdom is eight, which is high. And then, and then here's what, I don't know if you notice it, but in the range, you'll say average and then low and average for me to kind of bum me out was leadership. That's average. And I was like, Oh, I don't want to just be an average leader. I want to be a high leader. Like I want to be, a, you know, and so that kind of challenged me too in that. But at the same time, you know, we look at scriptures where it says, Hey, some are called to this and some aren't. And so I, so I want to challenge myself as a leader, but I also have to go, but, but, Maybe that's a gift that God didn't give you necessarily as much because you're really good at serving. 
So you know sometimes, hey, I'm okay coming second because I want to serve. That's one of my gifts. Yeah. And so I That's had to, good. And so I had to remind myself, don't beat yourself up if some of the things that you were hoping was high is average. Because yeah. maybe that's not the gift that God gave you. Here, like, so that I, the, I took the test and w- there was a couple that sparked out to me. Um, the top three obviously did, but what was last? Yes. Really yeah. did. Yes. Um, of all the things that me as a person who has a testimony that I, I, I share, yeah. uh, I wouldn't have never guessed that faith is the last. Wow. Like faith is the last, like, bad like, yeah as a as a person who saw god work in 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 my life and and cure me of afflictions mm. yet i have little faith mm. and then i thought about it and i thought and maybe i'll tell you what guys we're connecting some dots here if i started positively talking about myself a couple of days ago is because a couple of days ago i took this test yeah. yeah and my faith is low because i don't i don't find i don't believe i'm worthy mm. of, yeah. of god's grace mm. i I think that God still has a grudge a little bit on the things I've done. Mm. Um, and these, they're not, it's not, it's not necessarily true, but if I believe it enough, and if I talk, if I say it out loud enough, then sure. I'd have very little faith that God will, God hears me, but I have very little faith that God is going to really remotely even care. Mm, that's wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Sometimes I think the things that were gifted with, the devil knows that we're gifted with. And that's the thing he's going to attack the strongest, right? And I think of um, you saying like Adler, so you speak over him, I'm here to serve and to lead, right? Yes. Those are the two things. And uh, this past week you were kind of saying with some stuff that like goes on at school, he's not always a great leader, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe he is really called to be a leader. Yeah. Like he is. Mm-hmm. And the devil knows that. Mm-hmm. And so wow, that yeah. is something that he is being tested Ugh. with like every day, right? Like chill in my body, dude. <laughs> like, are you going to, are you going to step up and be a leader? Yeah. And I think for a lot of us, yeah, I look at bottom of my list and I'm like, man, some of these things, like I felt like, yeah, those should be higher. And so am I being attacked with some of those things? Am I, am I living up to, or am I pressing in yeah. um, to that? I don't know. Yeah. And it's, and even that, like, what if like, Six months from now, you know, Keith goes, because of this pers- this perspective and this was given to me, I'm going to take the test again and see yeah. if they change. That's what pastor said. He took it again and giving's up, like his first test was uh-huh. giving was look at the bottom. Yeah. Oh. And now I saw, I saw Sean's results because we did it as a, yeah. as a staff and it, giving's three for him now. Yeah. Yeah. And it, so it moved up because it was a muscle that needed to get flexed. And mm, yeah, and so it could good. be that too. It could be like, okay, maybe God's saying, you know, don't be discouraged by this. Or maybe he'll say, because this is a reality to you, maybe it is going to cause you to do things differently. And then when taking that test day and you go, you know what? No, I'm going to give myself a higher answer for this yeah. question because I do believe I'm walking and moving in that. And so it could be a ton of that, you know, different perspectives of yeah. it. But I, But it's also good. But- Again, the whole reason for the test is goes back to to Second Timothy, where he says, "Fan in the flame your gifts." So know your gifts and let them burn mm-hmm. bright. Mm, let good. them be something that you really, really walk in. And so that I and I think you guys would agree. I think everyone should take this. If I you're think everyone to the podcast, should. Do. Everyone yeah. should. Well, I, it's going to be in the show notes. We'll yeah. just make it. We'll, I, I think this will be yeah. in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. So that way, when you take it, now you can go okay, because everything we talked about will happen. Where you'll go, wait, I'm this? No, I'm not. And it's like, no, 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 don't walk in that, mm-hmm. cur- that, uh, that, uh, the, the um, fear or the cowardliness. You know, yeah. walk in the strength, fan into the flame, let it come to life. Like all these things that we talked about will happen to you when it's revealed to you. Yeah. yeah. And on the website, so like I was on the website and it, it can look tricky. Uh, for a second, because like I was like, do you have to pay money to do this? Oh. And so there is a free test. So yes, if I'm right. put, we're going to put this in the show notes, and we're advocating you to go do it. It's it's a, it's yeah. a good uh, eye opener. It's free. Yes. So if you're clicking on anything that says subscribe, you don't have to. You know, you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to press your back button. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Pass your back button. Yeah. It's yeah. So uh, my 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 gifts that were high were I I think that were clear. Mm-hmm. I, when I looked at them and you guys showed me yours yeah. and I, and I told you both, I'm like, Oh yeah, that is a spitting image. Yeah. That is 100% accurate. Yeah. Um, in our, in our experience, like everyone in the staff were, cause we, our staff's really close. Our staff's, yes. our staff's, uh, as close to family as, as 
one could have without having a blood DNA relation to them. Yeah. And so we know each other very well. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a single one on that list for myself that I'm like, Oh, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. It was, it was really cool. And, and the similarities, yeah. which also, oh, yeah. uh, which That's also true. is very cool to see as a staff kind of being united and, and why God called us, mm. you know, to these certain places, you know, all of us, uh, it's funny. The three of us have all come on to our staff thinking we're going to be in one position and God has actually matured us into a different position. So yeah. it's interesting. And, and, and honestly, in my opinion, really great that I go, Hey, I started with the mentality that I was going to do this at Life Church, and now I'm doing this at Life Church, yeah. and I thank God for it. I thank God that He's kind of brought me to new places in that. So, yeah, I, when we understand ourselves, we can better understand how we can serve His kingdom. That's the point of this. I want to throw something at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that. It's on the website. Also. Um, but, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but it's true. That's really like, good. It's not a. It's not about us. No, it's not. It's about Jesus. But when we understand who he created us to be, what he gifted us with, how he equipped us, we're going to understand how to use those things and how to go out, how to, how to talk to people, yes. how to uh, minister, how to be an apostle. What does that even mean? How to be more generous, right? Yeah. How to have more faith, how to lean into prophecy. Like those are things that um, now, now we're aware and um, God wants us to be aware, right? Um, and so, yeah, I think I think this test is awesome. There's also a personality test on that website, which I would like to take. Yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. I think that one costs money. Oh, that one, that one costs money? Okay. I think that was the one that costs um, money. But you, you should. Like we even talk about um, the Enneagram, Enneagram and, yeah. and yes. knowing what number you are. And not that like, because I think some people can take that a little bit too far. Um, yes. But like, because like I'm Like they a, use it as an excuse? Yes. <laughs> like, but I, well, but I'm a, was it a six or a seven? But I'm a seven. I right. So therefore I don't like to do yeah, that. Yeah. You have to always be spirit led. And so if you're a healthy spirit led uh, Enneagram blank, uh, you're going to be right. acting- correctly. Right. And you can't use that as an excuse. So, but yeah, I think, I think those are good things to know and to talk about. Yeah, for sure. When I looked at, at the spiritual giftings, um, it was validity that, uh, for me, it was like the green light to be like, just, you can't look back now. Mm. You are going forward. Yeah. You, you don't, you don't even stop. All right. If you, you, you keep going forward until you don't have feet anymore because God will keep dragging you then. Yeah. You know, but the, when I looked at the things I wasn't good at, it was a motivator. Yes. Like the one thing I, I, I told pastor DJ that recently, uh, took up a worship leader position in California for another church. Um, so he, he just, he just left our staff, right. To do his next calling. Um, when I was, when I was kind of saying our, our informal zoom goodbyes, I said, the one thing I, you have in spades that I've always wanted is just your yes, sir ability. Mm. Like when you tell DJ, can you do this? Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's like, True. you're going to figure out how to do this. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Like DJ has this and Dallas does too. Like they came into my life. They both moved from California, right? Mm-hmm. They came into my life and they're natural serving. It's like second nature. Yeah. Right. Almost to the point where like, when I see how, how, how motivated they are, to do any task and they don't, they don't gripe about it whatsoever. And they're in fact, they are like, yeah, this is an honor. Let's, let's go. Um, I'm like discouraged because I'm like, I don't have that. Yeah. And then I look at my spiritual testing and it's, it's low, mm. Yeah. but it encourages me that like this whole time I've been kind of like, well, gosh, I wish I was more like Dallas in that regard. I wish, I, I wish I could just like in my head be like, yeah, I want to go do that. This is going to be great. Uh, positive, 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 but I'm not, mm. but that's not, doesn't mean I'm, it's impossible. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm negated from it. Faith is my last thing on this list. Will I always be faithless? N- no. no. Yeah. But it's it's a good reminder that God's saying, yeah, but these things, these top three, four, go and do and don't ever question it again. Mm, yeah. These good. bottom four, I I need, it's like going to a gym and if you don't do leg day, you there gotta do you a couple go. leg days, man. That's yeah. All right. You just gotta do a couple leg days. You're going to mm. get some legs. Just do some yeah. leg days. It's well, going to suck. Get yeah. some leg days in. Yeah. All of these qualities are Christ-like. Yes. And so you should have all of these qualities somewhere yes. within you, right? But you will be natural, not naturally, you will be gifted a couple, yes. one to many, uh, by Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's why I, I would sum it up to, to 
today by saying this. I don't think just you listening should take this test. I think everyone in your your circle should take this test mm -hmm. because, you know, Keith said it perfect. There are certain things that he goes, I wish I... I, you know, I had that, but I can say that about Keith. I can say that about Megan. I can go, I wish I had those things. But then you, you realize, oh, but those things complement each other yeah. and help each other. And and if we're wanting to build a, a, a great, you know, Jesus-centered culture and community and things like that, then you got to, you have to walk in these things. And so, yeah. yeah. Do it, do the test, and then also encourage your friends. Like, hey, take this test. I, I want to know. I want to know what you got. You know, <laughs> yeah. we all love that anyways. That's why it's great about this. I don't think this is going to be, you're not going to be twisting people's arms. No. Like, you, I got this. Like, what did you get? You're, like, you're, that's the You're reality. coming full circle. If you, if you do that, like what Dallas said, like have your friends do it in your circle, you're actually being an apostle. Oh, all right. <laughs> Thank you for listening with us. If you if this is your Everything first time. Everything just hit full circle. I wish I knew the ending things, you know. Thank you for listening to us. That's a that is a way to end it. It goes it goes like this, Dallas. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today for this episode of Chew on That. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and think someone you may know uh, may benefit from the topics discussed, like maybe taking a spiritual gifting test, uh, share the link to this podcast to your social media platforms, all of them, every single social media platform. <laughs> Do you, I could list them, but I, I truthfully couldn't. Yeah, yeah. No, you probably Megan's Meg Meg our social media person, and <laughs> I'm looking at her like, I only know of like two. <laughs> Okay. Share it to like all the obscure ones. LinkedIn. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Oh That's gosh. one of the ones I have. Oh wow. Oh my gosh. Oh my. TikTok. Yes. I've, I don't know how to TikTok, but if you do share it there, can you share it there? Um, you can make a video about it. All right, carry on. I have no idea what this yes. is, but also we'd love it. If, uh, if you took that opportunity while you're sharing on the TikTok. Mm -hmm to uh, rate and review our podcast. Um, this is because, uh, well, I don't think a, a, a Jesus-focused podcast should ever have a two-star. Mm -hmm. You're right. Like, yeah, I, it's I, kind of offensive. I think that that... <laughs> <laughs> so if we can keep... The Lord. If we can get around the five-ish, yeah. uh, I, I don't even... Where our stars are good. I was going to say, we're not two star. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> so if we can keep around the closer to the five yeah. end spectrum, we'd appreciate that. Yes. And also just the more people that review and yep. podcast just brings up a little bit more it buzz. Does. It just exposes this podcast to, uh, to just more people, hopefully that don't have Jesus centered in their lives yeah. that we can bring to the Lord. Yes. So, Hey, again, my name is pastor Keith. As always with me, I'm Dallas. And I'm Megan. Hey, we, we, we love that you're, you're here, uh, on this chew on that journey with us and we can't wait to uh to keep trugging on this journey next week with you and come hungry because next week we're gonna <laughs> chew on that <laughs>